Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer Shir, number 285. We're going to talk about 12 things that you need to aware of. Uh, if you have these 12 things happening, that you know that you need to really focus and work on your marriage, and that your marriage needs attention. What is very important to know, in all marriages, whatever situation you are, is to be aware of the drift, which means like this. The default position of any marriage, of all marriages, from the best suited to every all types of marriages, and you can be in the best possible scenario. The bottom line is, is this without being aware of it and without any effort put into it, the natural default position is going to be adrift, to drift away from one another. It is the natural progression of things. It's like a leaky faucet that first you notice it's leaking, drip, drip. And then after a while, you just don't pay attention to it. And in marriages, it works the same way. There's a certain disconnect that takes place with the best of people, with the best husbands and wives. Because number one, either they're not taught how to fight against that drifting apart, or they don't even realize that that drifting is actually occurring because it happens so slowly without um, you know, realizing it. And what every couple needs to know at any and every stage of their marriage, that you need to constantly fight against that natural drifting and to practice deliberate connection, deliberate, deliberate physical connection, sexual connection, spiritual connection, emotional connection. And the signs of drifting tells you that work is needed, is not a need to panic, not a reason to think, uh-oh, we're in big trouble and give up. No yish, adarab. It just simply means that you really, it is time to really pay attention to your marriage. And once you realize this, and we're going to list about 12 items here, then you basically roll up your sleeves and you work together towards getting it to where it needs to be. Because like we said in a recent feedback and in many, many shiurim, that if a husband and wife, 99% of the time, if they work on their midos and they work on their personalities and they're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they're Torah observant and they want to be a true Eivet Hashem and they, and as they realize that Hashem put you two together, then the marriage can and will the Ezus Hashem succeed. And what it does is it takes certain work, planting seeds, and working towards it. So the fact that you see any of these signs I'm saying shouldn't be a cause of panic, shouldn't be a cause of yish, shouldn't be a cause of getting disheartened. It just means, okay, these things are happening, and now we're going to work together to reverse it. And it's not impossible, and not only is it not impossible, it is very, very doable to reverse it to the extent that not only that there's no damage, past damage is taken care of, but it becomes a deeper and more beautiful relationship than it ever was before. So one of the signs is, is that at this point in time, if you feel more bitterness against your spouse more than you feel affection most of the time, that's a sign that your marriage needs attention. 
if there's this tenseness now where you feel that most of the time I feel tense when I'm with my spouse versus I feel affectionate and loving when I'm with my spouse, then that is a sign that doesn't mean necessarily, and I'm going to say this again and again and again, this could happen in the best of marriages because very often in marriages, in every marriage, there will be tense situations between one another, bad moods. That happens in every marriage. But when it comes to a point where those bad mood times supersedes the good times, when the bitterness or tenseness supersedes the affection, then you know here's a sign, okay, my marriage needs attention. My marriage needs some planting seeds, some investment. Number two is when you're arguing more than connecting. It's okay to disagree. We learned that before, that disagreeing is a healthy part of marriage as long as you learn how to communicate those disagreements in, the, in a good way. But when you're arguing more than connecting, that means it's a sign that your marriage needs some work. Another, number three, is when your disagreements are escalating, meaning when you have a small problem, and instead of resolving those small annoyances and problems, it gets blown up into bigger problems, and it gets blown most of the time out of proportion now, that means that your marriage needs work. Because usually, in a healthier aspect of marriage, when they have disagreements, and even if they said something upsetting to one another, but if it's a small problem, they know how to realize, okay, this is a problem, this was annoyance, we'll get past it. But when it gets blown up into bigger things, that means that's a point where you know that your marriage acquires some work. Another item is if you're passing each other like strangers. You feel like strangers in the night rather than friends, meaning that you're going through the motions of the day. There's a certain apathy day in and day out when you're doing your thing and he's doing his thing, she's doing her thing, and even Shabbos, you go through the motions, but there's no real connection. There's no real, you feel like alienated. That's a sign that your marriage requires work now. Um, Also, and we talked about this before, if there's days and weeks where there's no physical touch, I'm not talking about sexuality right now, different subject, we're not discussing that in this particular share. Obviously, if there's no sex, normal sexual relation, that's also an issue if that's um, you know, not happening. But I'm not talking about that now. I'm talking about when there's days and weeks where there's no just simple physical touch, sometimes a hug, holding hands, warm physical affection, if that had faded away. And sometimes it fades away, by the way, not because, Khalilo, there was some real major rift. Most of these cases here, we're not talking about where there was a major incident that took place that caused Khalilo a rift. We're talking about in the stages of marriage through the hectic grind of daily life, in and out, day in and day out, that creates these drifts. And sometimes where in the past you used to be warm, used to pat 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 her on the back and hold hands or give a little hug and some caring expression like that, snuggle on the couch and put your arm around her or and so on or hit her around him. And these things all of a sudden faded away. That means it's time to put some investment into the marriage. Sometimes also a simon is, is when you feel more emotionally drained after being together than being emotionally filled. Now in every marriage, every marriage, the best marriages, there will be some times in life where you'll be emotionally drained from one another 
Because that's what life is. We go under stress, and not every time is a good time. Sometimes there's bad moods, there's ups and downs. And there'll be times where a couple gets on each other's nerves, or they have conversations that they have to have with one another that's not always the most pleasant conversation, and they feel drained about it. That happens in every marriage and in the best of marriages. But if it's happening continuously, all the time, if that's the constant now, where you always feel emotionally drained versus emotionally fulfilled, that's also a sign that you need to work more on the marriage. Then this other one, this aspect is very, very, sounds strange what I'm going to say now, but if you never have disagreements at all, that's a sign that your marriage needs work. Now, that sounds strange. What do you mean? Never have disagreements? Isn't that great? Shalom? The answer is, is that if there is never any disagreement whatsoever, that means that one of the two or both of them, but certainly one of the two, is being passive. And passiveness is not selflessness. I think we had a share on this, and we're going to talk about it more in the future, how people mistake passiveness and say that that means they're nevater, that means they're maver al their midais, that means they're an unavar. Passivity has nothing to do with anivas and has nothing to do with being working on your midais. It's a negative thing to be passive when you can't, when you when you need to express your needs. Passivity is not selflessness. So if there's never any arguments, that means one of them gave up and just became passive. No, no. This is the way it is, you know, and they're not expressing their needs. They gave up on it. That's also a sign, no, because intimacy is not passive. Intimacy in a real relationship between a husband and wife is when they each have their needs and they express it, appreciate it to one another, asks, ask for it from one another, expresses it to one another, which sometimes could come to disagreements which are healthy disagreements. So if you don't have any disagreements at all, when one of them or both are extremely passive, not wanting to rock the boat and just sailing through the night, that means the marriage needs work. Another one is a sign is when you're so busy that when you have less than 30 minutes of quality conversation between the two of you per week, that's not a good sign. Because a real key of a healthy marriage is to have real conversations with one another, not just conversations, oh, um, let's let's go through our grocery list. Did we have that? Did we have that? Did we fix that? Did you call the Did you call the mechanic? Did you call the the, the washing machine person? We're not talking about those type of conversations. Or I have to go to PTA. What did he say? What? No, sitting down for thirty minutes and talking through deeper things with one another. How are you feeling? How is How is your week? What's going on in your life? Meaningful quality conversations. And if that's happening, not happening at all, or even if it's just happening less than 30 minutes a week, that's an issue. So there needs to be, that means there's a sign that there really needs to be a a, a, a rebooting in the marriage and working on it so that you can have these conversations more often. And uh, as connecting with that is, obviously, if you feel disconnected from one another, that you're not attuned with each other emotionally or spiritually, or you haven't shared with one another your lives and what's going on, sometimes 
another thing could be as if there's unresolved issues of the past that haunts the present. So, for example, if your husband or wife is indeed a trustworthy person, or even if in the past they may have violated trust in certain instances, but they've been behaving and acting in a way that's very trustworthy for a long time, and yet you have a block and you just simply don't trust them, not because they're not trustworthy, but because of unresolved issues of being burned in the past, that's also something that needs to be worked on towards one another to develop to feel safe in a trust towards one another. Another aspect that shows drifting is that if you're clueless about each other's interactions when they're not around. This is very, very important. We're not talking about control freaks here. Or knowing, you know, like 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 being obsessive with that. That's a separate subject. But to know overall in the course of a day, in a non-controlling way, to disclose to one another, how was your day? What were you doing? This is what I did. This is what you're doing. I went here. I'm doing there. It's a sign of closeness. It's a sign of connection. It's a sign of friendship. It's a sign of a deep, committed relationship. Where marriage, in a marriage, disclosure is not a burden. Disclosure doesn't mean, uh oh, now, you know, you know, you give each other the space that you need. We're not talking about that. Of course, you give each other your own personal space to do your own thing from time to time, but you tell them about it. Okay, I'm going shopping for two hours with my friend. Fine. You went shopping two hours with your friend. I'm going to go with my chavrus. I'm going to learn, and afterwards we may go and have a supper together anyway. It's a night that you're not cooking supper because you're busy with this and that. And you talk to each other about it, but you know you're connected. You're not clueless about what each one of them do. And very often in marriages where they don't say a peep and days could go by and weeks go by where you don't tell each other anything about your lives, that shows that the marriage needs work. Another thing, finally, is that you'd rather spend free time with people other than your spouse. Again, here, we're not talking about opposite gender stuff. That's a different discussion. But even with your own male friends for the husbands and female friends for the for the wives, it's okay and even healthy to have normal, healthy friendships outside your marriage, same gender friendships outside your marriage. It's a healthy thing. Of course, it's not you have other relationships too. Healthy relationships with Rabbeim, with students, with some friends that you have perfectly fine, perfectly healthy, perfectly beautiful. But when you're hit a point in your marriage, when you have free time, that you're enjoying it more and drawn more towards them than towards your own spouse, that means that your marriage requires work. So again, all these things I explained over here, sometimes they could have came through some upsetting situation, but very often they come from simple, normal, slow drifting that we don't even realize. It happens to come out all of us, all of us that, that were married for an extended period of time, make it, may, it may be a year, two years, five years, ten years, certainly more in decades. You look back, you realize that I'm a good person, my wife is a good person, my husband is a good person, we really truly love each other, we build Baruch Hashem a beautiful home together, beautiful, beautiful mishpacha, but there was a drifting. 
And again, like we said, that if you were, and it's, again, we're done the kavzchus ourselves. We weren't taught how to fight against this drift. Or we didn't even hop that this drifting was occurring. We were so busy, or we had a matziv with this child, with the other child, with a work situation, with um, someone chalilo, an ill parent, and running to hospitals to take care of an ill parent. All these things which are understandable and make sense why these stresses could cause the drifting, and it's no one's fault. But Lemaisa Bepoil, once you see that these driftings do take place, you need to work very strongly to fight against it, and you start today, you plant those seeds today, you don't, you're not resentful at all about these 12 things I mentioned here, even if they are occurring, but just to realize, okay, now is a time where we're going to start reversing that by really being committing to one another to fight against this drift. And we're going to practice deliberate connection with one another. Deliberate physical connection, deliberate sexual connection, deliberate spiritual connection, emotional connection, true friendship, and so on. Have a wonderful day.